This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we found the house. We're a bit late because we've first time we've been out of the house in I don't know how long, and I think Sophie's already here. So um, I'm going to have to apologise, but let's go in. This is the right one. Yes. Up the stairs. Oh, don't trip over this. I've forgotten how to walk. Right. <laughs> Ringing the door. Oh, doorbell. That. Hello. Oh, fancy. It's quite a big house. Might take quite a long time for the door to open. So should I fill in? I fill. Rhubarb and custard, custard and rhubarb. Oh, I can hear something. I can hear voices. Hello! Now, it's just me. I'm Describe just the doorstep. What colour is the doorstep? <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, this is the whole thing about this. This is called the sitting suit. It's Danish. It's Danish <laughs> and you just wear it and sit down outside. and welcome to The Great Indoors, the podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And for the first time in six months, we are not only together in the same actual physical space, but that physical space is a very exciting house belonging to a very exciting guest. Before we reveal all, a word from our lovely sponsors who are making all of this possible. So excited that we're out in the wild to record this episode. Duvet Den, be gone. Although, to be fair, Sophie, yours was a very pretty duvet den. Why, thank you. Um, Gotta say, a bit underwhelmed by your plain, white, boring affair, to be honest. Or or was it beige? It was not beige. Well, it might have been off-white. Anyway, I'm going to go with calm and restful. Well, at least you know your style, that's what I say. And our sponsors, Harlequin, have come up with a way of helping you find your unique style within their extensive fabric and wallpaper collections. They've come up with four key looks to inspire you. Rewild, that's going to be you, Sophie, isn't it? Retreat, reflect and renew as part of their Own the Room quiz, which you will find on their website. Ooh, I love a quiz. And keep your eyes peeled on social media too, at Harlequin F to find out more. Now, if I'm rewild, then uh, what are you? I don't think you're very reflect. I'm very reflect. <laughs> I, think, I think you're more retreat, as in, leave me alone, I'm having a bad day. Which would make me renew. <laughs>
Right, listeners, you are going to love this. I'm standing currently in the open plan kitchen playroom and I can see a giant disco ball. And I can now reveal that our generous host today is someone who the BBC earlier this year called the woman from lockdown kitchen disco. In other words, Sophie Ellis Baxter. Thanks for having us, Sophie. Oh, my pleasure. I'm just sat over here listening. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're on the telly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sophie's broadcasts of her family kitchen disco through lockdown were utterly fabulous. But of course, the BBC could also have mentioned the small matter of seven albums, a string of chart-topping hits, and endless tours and live performances to adoring crowds across the globe. Not to mention, of course, a dazzling turn on Strictly Come Dancing. But Sophie, I do understand why the Kitchen Disco eclipsed all your many other achievements for a moment there, because it was so joyous. I loved it. And this was the place where it happened. Yeah. And what's quite funny is that all the stuff that you can see that became sort of synonymous with the discos was actually already here well before the discos became a thing. So the sequin bunting, the fairy lights, the disco ball, the hanging stuff, that's the big laser light over there and disco light. In here we have turntables, DJ decks. This is all here already because I think as a family, that's how we always like to sort of let off steam, celebrate, spend time together. So actually, yeah, it was all here. And I've left up, this is my lyrics from the last one, because I would use the chalkboard that covers up all the kids' toys to help me with, like, if I was doing covers. And I never needed it, but it was like a safety safety blanket. Because while I'm doing the discos, it's not like when I do a normal gig where I'd learn it inside out, but then I'd be in my own headspace. I also had all the small kids running around. (laughs) Yeah, so anything could happen at any point. So I just thought, I don't really want to get massively thrown off. But luckily, I didn't really need it. And actually, the kids would quite often take a lot of fun in wiping off the chalkboard as the disco is going on. So I'd look (laughs) over it, it'd just be a smudge anyway. So So just take us back. How did the first one come about? Did you just think, oh, I'll just have a go and see if anybody watches? I mean... And they were done on Instagram. Instagram live right yes pretty much it was very wing it and see kind of a feel because it was right at the beginning of the first lockdown we'd already gone into lockdown a little bit before the national one because one of our kids had been sent home from school with a cough so we were all here for I think a week before the, the rest of the country's caught up and um and I was feeling just monumentally useless, really. Like loads of people feeling really discombobulated, you know, the heaviness of the news, all of our work being cancelled. My husband and I, Richard and I, were both musicians. So the whole year ahead of us sort of went from being really filled with loads of events and I was doing lots of tours to suddenly whoosh, tumbleweed. And I had so many clever friends who immediately wanted to connect with people and were doing these amazing performances on Instagram and playing piano and accompanying themselves. I was thinking, I stopped piano lessons when I was 14. I can't do any of that stuff. Why didn't I learn how to accompany myself? And then Richard said, why don't we just do a gig? We'll do it live on Instagram. We'll put some songs on. You can do like your party set. And there was something about the absolute lunacy of it that really appealed. I just thought, why the hell not? So I found myself putting on my sequin catsuit, putting my rollers in. Our youngest at the time was 14 months, Mickey. So he's crawling around the floor. There were wires everywhere. It was just Richard and I. I thought this is destined for disaster. And if we do manage to broadcast it, people are going to laugh at me for looking so ridiculous. But actually, even before we got much feedback, it just gave us this... The way I sort of compare it is a bit like if you drink a non-alcoholic beer when you're trying to avoid alcohol and the first 20 minutes your brain is fooled into thinking you've had booze. It was a bit like that. The first bit afterwards, we were fooled into thinking we'd done a real gig. Like, woo! Um, It made us feel better. And then people were giving us lovely feedback. So we thought, right, we'll just do that. 
for the foreseeable until with the other side. And then the first lockdown, we did them every week. So the first 10 weeks, so two and a half months of discos. And then after that, we kept them a bit more sort of spread out as kids were going in and out of school and this kind of thing. But it became like a massive tonic for us. And for everybody oh. else, wasn't it? I think that's the thing. And I think what was so lovely as, as someone who's watching them, it just felt like we we just got a little eye into your home and your family and the sort of things that you do on a Friday night. But it also felt really relatable because there were kids all over the place and small <laughs> kids. And there was, I mean, you weren't quite kicking the smallest out of the way, but it was like, oh, I'm just going to teeter around this very small child crawling under my feet in my high heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Whoa, there goes another one. He's picked up something he shouldn't have done. And yeah. for, I mean, my children are older, but I remember the chaos of having two small kids and you've got four, five, well, yeah. the varying stages of smallness and bigness. Exactly. But that was, I think, where I felt everybody identified because it was like we're all struggling with everybody at home mm. and, you know, you've got all these children at home and you're having a disco and we can all be there. <laughs> In fabulous sequence. Yeah. I mean, the outfits were a very good oh, Well, I'll show you my wardrobe later. <laughs> but that gave me somewhere to go, you know. In my head, it was like, OK, I'll just think, what song would I love to sing? Like, oh, I've always loved, I don't know, singing something from Bugsy Malone or something from Greece or Julie Andrews or no, I want to do Prince and I want to do Dizzy Rascal. Like just, I love the scattergun yeah. nature. And it wasn't about my day job. It was very much about what makes me feel better when everything's a little wonky outside of these four walls. And it just gave us gave us that escapism and that catharsis really. And I, I loved it. It was every week and all the community, all the people got in touch. It made me cry like a lot of times. And I cried a lot during the gigs. I've never cried on stage, ever. Connection's so important, isn't it? Those conversations. And, I, and, and I, what I loved about it as well was it was, you know, just from an interior's point of view, it was also celebrating how you can like switch your home about overnight and transform it into a disco. So, I mean, in terms of decoration, we've got the yeah. disco ball, as you've said, the sequin, bunting, the lights, but also just your whole approach to decorating, I can see already is full mm -hmm. of fun and life and energy. I mean, I thought I had a cushion <laughs> issue, obsession. You've, you're, you're no you are not <laughs> even in the room. We've got a furry tiger heart with pink tassels. We've got the scary Chinese blue woman. Yeah. Is that Mexican's Frida Kahlo inspired sort of yeah. flowers? Yeah, Tetrakoff, um, I love her. I like the bunny in the cabbages cushion. That's oh, that's from my mum. Thornback and Peel bunnies, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And the wall's very nice pink. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I love this pink. Which one is this? This is called Setting Plaster, Farron Ball. It's a clever colour because we've got it here and I've got it upstairs as well. And it's very different upstairs to here. And here it's very, very neutral. And for a long time, these walls were quite white and it just used to bother me so much. I'm sure there'll be lots of times when we're walking around and I'm going to say, this is my plan for here. But I'm like obsessed. I just, I find doing my home up constantly evolving. It's like tending a, like a, a bush or something and then trying to make it flower in the right seasons. It's like, I'm, it's constantly, the topiary is nonstop, basically. So did you, have you done a lot? Tons and I keep, I keep going. I'm like slightly obsessive, I think. We've lived here for 12 years and I'm just a bit fearless about the decorating. And I think it's slightly getting a little bit out of control recently. I think I need to tone down. You know yeah. what I thought when I came here, and I, obviously I dri I've driven up from Sussex, and the first thing I had to do was go to the loo very urgently. And even the downstairs loo is like a little jewel box of fabulous kitchness, of little mementos. And it reminded me of my houses and flats that I had before I met my husband because I love all the kitchness and the bits and bobs. Kate's now looking at me probably like, what, your house is a stripped-down version of your <laughs> But it kind of is. Because your house is quite grown up. Tom's kind of into the colour and the... Well, he's not even into it. He's, a, he's open to the colour and the pattern, but the knick-knacks, he, he has a threshold. Yeah. But there is 
no knickknacks for shelves in here as well. Part of what makes me happy, I've sometimes tried to clear surfaces, clear my bedside table, and I feel more anxious. Right. I think I like being surrounded by stuff. It's all very happy, joyful stuff as well, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking, I've got, whether we've got like a sequin pug, there's an elephant, there's a giant cockerel, an E.T., and this is one shelf. Like, I haven't, I'm not even spinning around the room <laughs> here. I'm just sitting. describing one shelf. They're sitting on top of the giant pinball machine. Yes. Uh, which, which is the kind of room divider between the playroom and the kitchen. Did you knock down walls? Does your sort of decorating obsession go to structural or is it a colour and furniture rearranging? It's mainly colour and, and furniture and wallpaper and things like that. We've done tiny little bits and bobs, but this house is grade two listed house. We're not supposed to do anything without permission. And when we moved in, we moved in 12 years ago at the time when there was that horrible property crash and it was yeah, everything was pretty bleak. So when we first saw here, we it was just being done up by uh, property developers, which normally would have made me run a mile. But because it's in uh, this area, Bedford Park, they couldn't do certain things. So I think that actually the, the character of the house has been there since Victorian times when it was built. It was owned by one woman for, I think, 80 years. And then they'd really just come in and put in heating and made sure the pipes all worked and, you know, electricity in the rooms that were a bit dodgy. So it was actually quite handy. And we managed to get it for much less than they wanted to sell it for because of what was going on. But for us, it was a really big stretch. But I just thought, I just could see us living here. I could see us evolving here. And even now when I walk home across the green and come towards the house, I think it's such a handsome home oh. and it's really grown up. So I quite like the fact that inside it's still it's got... Riot. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to come back, the setting plaster in the playroom with... Um, Sophie's lyric board is I'm going to go with Charlotte's Locks. Hang on. Yeah, sort of deep burnt orange opposite the pink, which is a gorgeous yeah. combination. And then your kitchen, as we stand here, look yeah. through, is navy blue cupboards and a different pink on the walls. Or is yes. it? Is that the light changing? No, no, that is different pink on the walls. So in the kitchen, we've got these very dark navy. I think pink and navy is just so nice together, yeah. especially with the gold handles. And also I like the way that the pink on the walls, which I think is it's one of those little green paint company pinks, and it matches the pink in the back of this House of Hackney wallpaper that you can just see on oh, the drinks cabinet. Yeah. So leaving the leaving the disco through open plan to kitchen. Past so two that's giant a... transformers. And then there's the dining room, yeah. which is sort of an L shape, isn't it? Yeah, so this room is, yeah, normal kitchen. We're oh. here all the time. Oh, and here's the House of Hackney wallpaper in around the dining room. I love this one. This is the soft pink. You've now got the neon saying, one. Yeah, I was, I oh, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I, I love this one. This but... is the one I love. <laughs> This is the one I love. It's a much more blush pink, isn't it? And the colours are a bit more richer and autumnal, I guess. You'll see that, though. I've got this Artemis print in four different colourways in the house. So don't worry. You're going to see that one again. So the reason I love this is because this is the House of Hackney. It's from their William Morris collection. And this house is all part of the arts and crafts movement. So it kind of tied in a little bit to the house's history. But also, I think it's so fun having it in a kitchen. I don't think it's a very normal kitchen wallpaper but then so what we spend loads of time here and I want to be able to have excitement everywhere I look every corner is that what it's about because it is like a visual sweetie shop isn't there it's literally everywhere you look there's something popping or twinkling or smiling at you or yeah, it's just so joyous I love this um is this like an is that vintage that sort of heart shape shop sign neon um, so that is, yeah, this massive, huge heart that says family on the ribbon. And it's a big neon sign that is, the, you know, very literally the heart of our home is the kitchen. So it makes sense. But actually, no, I, I got that custom made. And the company that did it did a really good job because I said to them, they're called Carousel Lights. And I said, I want this sort of neon sign. And they obviously did a little bit of research because, look, this is my tattoo. So that, that neon sign is a massive version of my tattoo, 
on the wall. It's really fun. I adore it. And they've done a really good job. And I love a bit of neon. Sadly, my little dance sign stopped working halfway through the disco. So I've had to replace that. That's coming up. But yes, yeah, so I've got that neon one. And then in Richard's studio, which you can see from the kitchen, he's got his neon sign that says nice amp which is really tragically, the, it's the first thing I ever said to him, which is so embarrassing, but yeah, I, thought I'd, I think I got that for like our 10th anniversary. I've literally never complimented an amp before this For some reason on that day, nice amp. So your home is, you know, family, life, work. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I noticed so much last year that there's no space designated for my work in the home. But actually, that's OK. I've, I've, I've found a way through that and I've managed to get things done. But yeah, um, my work is just anywhere I happen to find that's quiet at the time. True for many, many women in it many is. houses it all is. across the land. Yeah, yeah and I, I always worked at the kitchen table for years and years and years. My husband worked in an office. Then he stopped working in an office and suddenly it was like, right, I'm going to work in the spare room. I'm going to need a desk. I'm going to need a filing cabinet. I'm going to need the lights. I'm like, sit at the table like I've been doing for yeah. 20 years. Oh, no, I've got to have the room. So we've sort of come round in a circle, so we come back yeah. out into the hall, haven't we? Yeah. So, um, oh no, I'm lost. Where's the front door? The front yes, there, straight ahead. So basically, okay. everything goes round the staircase. Oh, so I had not noticed. Is that the Timorous Beasties yeah. Glasgow? Yeah. Toile de Jouy wallpaper. Because exactly, this is their London one, so you've got the gherkin, yeah, you've got um, Big Ben. And what I like about it is it looks very traditional from a distance, and when you go up closer, it's all these slightly unsettling images of urban life. There's another wallpaper, brilliant company called House of Mischief, and they have a paper called the Dharma Sutra, um, and it looks like a damask, sort of the diamond, <laughs> classic damask shapes, but when you look closer, it's actually made up of positions from the Kama Sutra. <laughs> and I remember the woman telling me it when she designed it, and she was like, you put it in a dining room and granny comes around and thinks you've got a lovely traditional room. And then, you know, great uncle walks up to look at the wallpaper after lunch. He's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually you've come a week too early in a way because I'm having all my carpets redone next week. Putting carpet down on top of no, this? No, just the carpet which that's there. We've had that since we moved in and I never liked it. It's grey. Well, do you want to know what's coming? <laughs> Yeah. So up the front staircase, I've gone for this um, house of Hackney. It's called Compton and it's really beautiful. Oh, I love the Compton design. That pink one in blues. And it's gorgeous. Is I've got it, it saved on my phone. Yes, it's really pretty. So that's just up the front staircase because it's very expensive. And then taking over on the top landing where you'll see it's like that's going to be pink, like a rose pink. And then every room's got a different colour. I've just been, I've been wanting to do it for so long and I can't wait. So you're getting the whole house carpeted? Yeah, because it looks horrible and there's moth-eaten bits and cow pole stains and all sorts. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but on here you've got. Well, I guess this is an original wood floor, is it? Yeah, and downstairs is predominantly wooden floor actually, and rugs and yeah. This um, space was the hardest to crack, but I love this room now. This is a big room, so you've got two large sort of three four seater sofas, and then a kind of what I call a snug sofa yeah. that you can kind of squeeze two people on, and then this enormous dining table. But I guess as a family of seven yeah. <laughs> you need that yeah and this is yeah christmas dinners sunday lunches all that kind of thing and do you do quite a bit of that are you one to have people over definitely that's one of the things i've missed the most in the last year is just having like my mum brother and sister over for something to eat i just i love all that and i love a busy house and communal eating and sitting down at the table and you know having the chance just to look everyone in the eye and check they're all all right yeah we've really missed that haven't we so you're looking forward to getting people back in yeah i can't wait yeah, yeah can't wait and this so this room when we first moved in i thought oh crikey how do i work this space because it's got these two bay 
bay windows and it was a big room and I just felt a bit intimidated but making it into the two little spaces is what for me brought it all together and you know it's still really fun and like that table over in the window is a gaming table like you get in a pub and that makes a really good use of that bay space that can often just be a bit of dead space isn't it yeah and, I've, and this one sometimes like that's my cat's favorite chair in the window there where the sun comes in and that massive star is like an old ex-circus thing well I was going to say this because there's a giant ice cream cone yeah. in that corner and a giant milkshake in that corner I know how good is my milkshake that's like one of my favorite things yeah. I own actually so where did you find the giant milkshake they were both eBay you don't stumble across things quite as much anymore I think because it's bigger you'll you'll yeah. go in with an idea idea of what you want that's why I have my save searches just like keep an eye on what's going on in the giant ice cream world (laughs) (laughs) so giant ice cream world your specialist subject (laughs) and look here's the Artemis wallpaper again you see yes in the bluey grey I think it's really pretty in here there and actually there's so much going on I think if I'd gone for really crazy colours I think it would have not worked in this space because also the the main for me the main bit of this room that I adore are the windows and the light outside and the green so that's really what I love and I want the rest of the room to be relative I mean look there's still crazy stuff in there I don't know it's not like it's like you know beiges or anything but I want that to really do its thing and not be fighting for space and amongst the colours on the wall and I actually love this colour yeah, it's, it's really clever because actually when we came in it was a grey but now it's gone green is it yes, pigeon I, it's pigeon yeah, yeah my pigeon. friend said that to me after I was well, really struggling you ball colour in one don't you yeah, that's really your good. <laughs> they do do some quite clever colours though this I'm, I love this one because it's it is it's a grey pigeon or a green pigeon exactly. it changes completely in the light yeah and it and it just makes the room a bit more handsome I think that's a really mm. interesting way to describe a paint colour because I think when you've got a lot of colour and kitsch and pattern mm. and busyness going on, having quite a dull, handsome colour as a, as a background. It's yeah. that balance, isn't it? Yeah, and it lets the other things shine and do their thing. That's great. So much more than white, and that's the other default, isn't it? Well, I banned white paint in a much earlier series, but um, <laughs> so, unfortunately you're not transgressing the rules, so it's all right. But, but I do think having a strong colour does, yes, it shows, makes everything stand out more, mm. so you suddenly can see the little statues. And we've got... It's not Jesus, Mary, Joseph and the wee donkey, is it? She says, showing her line of duty knowledge. Um, but it's the, you've got religious iconography as well as... Yeah. Well, that is Jesus. That's definitely Jesus on the right. I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> so did you... Because I'm always interested in how influenced we are by our family homes. Yeah. Was that full of stuff or was your mother living actually turns out in a white minimal box in the middle of a field somewhere? No, I'm very much like my mum, definitely. Yeah, and like funny little toys that will be set on, you know, a picture frame top or, yeah, we've definitely got a very similar eye for what we get excited about in a home, yeah. definitely. And uh, I love my mum's house and it's full of life and a bit of fun and it's never been a serious home and it's creative, you know, and I've got five kids. I want them to feel every space they can see things and think about the possibilities of where that could lead, like be stimulated by stuff, see silly things. Like it doesn't have to be serious, does it? But the, the joy of this room, I think, particularly is that it feels like a room where you are encouraged to touch and look. You know, you go to some houses and you'd think, well, this is a room where it's all don't touch. Um, but here they presumably allowed to to touch and look at things. Yeah, that also just wouldn't work. I'm so outnumbered. I mean, can you imagine? Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> and also everything's going to break. You know, it's like I'm quite... 
I adore the things, but if there was a fire, like everything can go up in smoke, really. Like it's not, it's not really, I don't feel defined by the things I own. I just enjoy them. Yeah, but they do tell a bit of a story. I kind of look around and I think, oh yeah, I remember when I got that or I'll get things when I'm abroad. And, you know, next door when you were mentioning some of the stuff, you know, like the cushion you mentioned, like my friend made that cushion or it'd be things that have given to me. And I, I like all that. You know, every, everybody's here. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I've been, everyone I've met that I care about, they're all here. <laughs> it's, lo- it's lovely because it tells your story. This is a house that you won't re- see replicated anywhere else. And I think that's, I'm all for that. You know what I mean? That in the best possible way, mm. because too many people try and create good taste or something that they deem to be approved of by everyone else. It's just led by what you like. Yeah, but you think you can be instinctive and selfish. It's your home. I think if you, I think it'd be sad to not feel you can put your own character in your own home. I mean, no one, no one really sees it unless you invite them in. It's like, we spend too much time worrying about that kind of stuff. And and here, you know, if I find joy and just, I can look at like the way that, I don't know, let's say someone sent me a postcard and the colours in it and I can lean up against something else and just the way they look next to each other, that makes me really happy. So I'll leave it on the side until one day I think, okay, I've, I've had that now and then move on to something else. Although I would say doing your podcast is like really bad because I actually ended up buying stuff because I was like, they're coming. So I was like, it should come with some kind of warning. It's like... Brilliant. And does Richard agree or does he let you get on with it? I mean, there's always talking to people on Instagram who say, oh, you know, I never let my husband anywhere near my choices. Mine mine has thoughts and we have to discuss it. Um, and there's a lot of, oh, I'm getting, you know, I've just got this pass, so I'll wait a while till I mention that. Uh, I think the big things we definitely agree on. So the kitchen we did totally together because we only did that about two years ago. So all those choices were definitely joint choices. But I think the, a lot of the stuff, yeah, he just lets me get on with things and I'll say, oh, I've bought this and I'm going to do this here. And he's like, okay. Sometimes I'll buy stuff and I think I'll figure out later where it's going to go. Yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, what's that for? And I'm like, I don't know yet. I just really liked it. And do you um, do you get rid of stuff? Do you like, do you list stuff on eBay or do car boot sales? Charity or? shop. Yeah. We just did a massive haul this week, actually. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm quite good with that, really. And a lot of things I get a second hand and then I like the fact they'll go on and have their next yeah. life somewhere else now. That's fine. The only thing I think I'm bad at sometimes, and I wonder if you do the same, is if someone gives me something, sometimes I don't stop and think of how much I like it. And then some, you know, if, if you picked up one thing, I might be like, well, actually, I'm not that keen on that one item. But then I guess it all kind of just gets lost in the mix. I think it's really hard to buy people homewares. And I, and I've got, like, enough stuff in my house, but my mum loves buying stuff and she loves going to Lewis Antiques Market and coming back with something. And I kind of thought I'd got her the memo that please don't buy me anything for the house anymore, mum. Like, just don't. <laughs> anyway, last birthday, this really big, lovely... I think it's, like, if it's not Murano, it's something... And she thinks she's got the best bargain ever. She's like, honestly, this is really special. It's really great. But it's really big glass dish. You know, it's not something that just pops on a shelf. Oh, that's hard. Anyway, I sort of like had it in the living room and kept moving it around, feeling a bit irritated because I didn't really have a space for it. Oh, yeah, that was it. I had a photo shoot in the house and I put it in the hall and she noticed and she went, do you not want that dish? (laughs) (laughs) Is it on its way to the front door? Do you not want that dish? And we just had this whole thing where it's like, yeah, please take it because... And don't buy me any more stuff from my house. So it's gone back to her house. It's really hard, isn't it? It is. Actually, my mum did me a favour a few years back because I was saying about things like that. And she said, oh, God, if it came from me, just get rid of it if you don't like it. It's fine. And it gave me permission to sort of move a few things out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I haven't entirely done it, but I'm better. Do you want to see something a bit strange in here? Yeah. Yeah. Come over here to the fireplace. So these are... 
two taxidermy mice that Richard and I did. What? I I wanted to do a taxidermy class and then oh I couldn't God, find one. Oh my God, you did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my brother, my sister and my mum. So all five of us made our little taxidermy mice. So Richard's one, look, he's got a little record player. He's holding a little record. My one's reading a book on, which one is it that I went for in the end? Yeah, some sort of inorganic chemistry. And he's um, kicked his shoes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the shoes off, so. just reading a little bit of science. If you're going to try some taxidermy, I would say start small. That took absolutely hours. Did it? <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say start big because it was easier. Because that must be tweezers and tiny. Yeah, but it's, I mean, we, I think we did that for like maybe three hours. Three and a half hours of taxidermy for a mouse. Oh, but it is beautiful <laughs> and exquisite. Anyway, so that's that. <laughs> Brilliant. You I take love the prize, it. The weirdest thing I've ever seen in anyone's house. <laughs> Self stuffed mouse. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this might get a bit more like woolly in terms of how tidy it is. Okay. <laughs> so that's our tiny little laundry room. Which I spend, you know, more time than I... Yeah, it's actually Do been you? a lifesaver. Is this your safe space? <laughs> well, <laughs> during lockdown especially, Richard was more front of house, i.e. creating big meals where everybody goes, wow, amazing, and I was doing all the laundry. But actually, I really like being in this little laundry room. So this used to be the ensuite bathroom, and then actually Richard had the bright idea to knock this all through and get rid of the shower and put the tumble dryer in the washing machine and I actually really like it. Yeah, it's super. And it's really it's made it so much easier. I love the your laundry room as well. Well, I, I see this wall all the time. And yeah. the door's often open, so I just think, why not? Yeah. It was yeah. white before. So the wallpaper, it's a Nat- Natasha Coverdale mm. print and it's peach and pink <laughs> and blue and ferny and blousy. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. called electric poppies or something like that. And it goes with this like Liberty shade of purple mm. that I put in here. Oh, and you're probably the only person who's got gold ankle boots on your <laughs> on your bookshelves in your laundry I've room. Got to find somewhere to put stuff. This is, this is my dressing room and also Mickey's room. Poor kid. <gasps> oh my so gosh! I've just completely overcome and overwhelmed in sequins. Yeah, this is what my oh. poor youngest child sleeps surrounded by all this your stuff. Clothes on top of here, like exactly. stage and album outfits. Oh yeah, I want a box that says stage and album outfits. <gasps> Look at this one. Mine is really made room. Richard laugh. This one says ice skating. These oh, are all vintage no ice skating outfits I've bought. I don't, I don't ice skate, by the way. I just like the idea of having loads of old, like, ice skating co- costumes. Oh, so, amazing. Way, brilliant. But, oh, whenever I've got this stuff, I feel like, you know, when I die, my kids are going to be like, why did our mum have all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Who even was she? Yeah. What did she do when we went to school? I used to tell mine that I was a spy when they were at school, not just sitting at home writing. Yours are going to think maybe, really, she, she was, was a ice secret skater. ice skating like champion. <laughs> I think there's so much stuff that is terrifying my kids, I just know. It. Um, yeah. And this is our bedroom. Yeah. Oh, in this pink is... Oh, in the laundry room, isn't it? Yes. It's similar. Yeah, actually, it probably is quite similar, yeah. This actually was the colour we had our old bedroom as well in our old house, but I just always really liked it. Yeah, it's a very purpley pink, isn't it? Yeah, that's It's intense. It's a great bedroom (laughs) colour. Yeah, so the bedroom, I mean, you know, we probably don't spend that much time in here, really, but I love it at night when we're all, you know, cosy and comforting, and then that's a massive stance that I did on that wall there. There's a company, I can't remember their name now, but I think it's called the Stencil Library. Yes, that's right. And so that actual size that they sell it is probably about this big, about sort of um, eight inches. And I just contacted them and said, I'd like it if it was actually more like eight foot across. Yeah. And they just, they can do that. They can make it massive for you. So it came in three big sheets and then I just, yeah, 
put out there. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you do something like that? You don't like I it and you change it. I just feel like every room just feels like you're having the best fun and it's really playful and, yeah, playful but creative. Yeah, it's but just I think like, that's let's what try that and see like. what that looks like. Uh, this is our bathroom. Oh, this is the Black there. House of Hackney. I know. This, this is lovely. Okay, that's oh, yeah, and this is your colour. And then this, this is, is the other Coverdale wallpaper. Oh, yeah. Which I just put in like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. That, oh, I haven't seen. I've got the swatch of that on my uh, notice board, but it's literally like postcard size. Yeah, it's so really nice. So that's amazing to see that. I love all the floor. purples and the pinks. Yeah, yeah, and that sort of pulls in the purples and the pinks from your bedroom into the ensuite as well, doesn't it? Yeah. But this is like, was this like a Hague blue? This is like a really dark. Yeah, I think mm. this is Hague blue, actually. Yes! Well done, you got one. And these are pink Lucy as well. Like, I think like pink and coloured Lucy covers is just like an underrated yeah. aspect. Yes. So go for it. I have a pink, I have a pink <laughs> toilet seat, but I actually have a pink toilet to match my pink I would love seat. that. No, yeah. it's super lovely. So we've got pattern on the floor, we've got pattern yeah. wallpaper and this really dark blacky navy yeah. all on the walls and over the ceiling. That's yeah. what I'm particularly impressed with. I and love the rough around colour. chandelier. And of course one should have a yeah. flock chandelier in one's yeah. bathroom. Obviously. Trepidation. So this is super nice beyond here. Um, so up here, this room is shared by three of my kids. So I attempt to make it nice, but they just keep insisting on like they've got. It's very tidy, isn't it? This is yeah. it, and it's like one of its nice. I mean, it's all right. I feel like this this room is always in a slight state of flux. Uh, but it's probably looking better recently than ever because I got some new little shelves and so I've got the 12-year-old, the 9-year-old and the 5-year-old all share this room. And they're happy to share, are they still? Yeah, it's kind of all they've known, really. Yeah. I mean, I feel a bit sorry for him because I think, especially my 12-year-old, he's quite noisy. He's one of those people that doesn't really have any respect for sleeping people. Um, but the, so the little one underneath him and then the one next door, they just have to get on with it. But actually, I think they're quite they're quite into it. it. Yeah, and when we go away, if we've ever stayed somewhere where they might have a chance to have their own rooms, they actually all want to sleep together. Mine oh, shared nice. for ages and then one of them started snoring and the other one went stropping <laughs> off into his own room and never went back. And yeah. that was the end of it. But they've shared beds and rooms on holiday until fairly recently. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more because the eldest one he so he comes to bed the latest and then when he comes in he'll be like Alexa what time is it and then he makes this is she going to answer me the time is 12 on 7 <laughs> yeah so he'll do that and then he'll be like volume up volume down put my audible books on and I just feel a bit sorry for them really and but the kids and the, the younger it. ones are already asleep yeah but what I'm seeing as well is like this is really well organised like I'm loving the storage the systems are in place you know bookcases Lego and shell. That's Lego is that what there. all this is? This yeah. is all Lego storage. Yeah, I don't and know why I took it upon myself to colour really coordinate it. Amazing. Yeah. You've colour coordinated the Lego. I started to. It was Mine did my... that, but then yeah. they started using it and you're sort of hysterical at the yeah. fact that they're going to muck up all the colour coordination, so I had to let that go. Yeah, no, but, it was. Yeah. I don't know why I started it. One of them obviously <laughs> wanted me to and I kept going long after there was any yeah. momentum from anyone else. And now I look back on that time with a sort of sadness, really, <laughs> how was I lost to organising Lego. Um, but yeah, I mean, that room is fun and it is playful and they've got all their stuff in here and billions of books because Ray is obsessive about new books all the time. And yeah, and they're allowed to, I don't mind about them drawing on the walls, which is maybe not a great idea, but I just feel like... Pfft. 
But it's their space up here, isn't it? It's, it's right space. at the top of the house yeah. and they can, you know, be on their own. Exactly. Yeah, and they've got their posters and yeah. their stickers and exactly. their own drawings on the wall. So it is exactly. their space. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's so. important, yeah. I think it's really important. And when I was a kid, we were allowed to, we had spaces where we were allowed to, yeah, put our, there's a whole wall actually at the top of the front stairs in my mum's house where we've all drawn on the walls and she's kept it since we were little. Oh, it's amazing. So I think that kind of thing is quite healthy. So, you know, you can learn about where it's okay and not okay and they're yeah. all old enough to understand right from wrong in that way. But, yeah, it's okay. I mean, my, my first rule was only have it on the wall if it looks nice. But I think you can probably tell from some of the doodles that that went on. I mean, what the hell's that on there? And some of them are really silly. Like, they'll put graffiti and they'll put their bloody names on it. I'm like, don't be dark. <laughs> So obvious. We, when we first moved into our house, we painted the downstairs loo in blackboard paint. And oh. for about six months, every time you went in there, there was a new picture of a of a poo or a, or a steaming turd with actually steam coming out of it. It was about six months before they got over that and then they left it. <laughs> wow. But they, they enjoyed it the for a while. The whole thing of blackboard paint is really fun. Yeah. And then that's our top bathroom, yeah, which I want to wallpaper, actually. Got some samples coming. Well, what's coming in there then? Well, so this room, I've loved the shape of it since we moved in, but it gets neglected. It's really only where the kids brush their teeth in the nighttime because the baths, we do all baths in my room and showers and all that. So I just, I thought of, there's a really nice, I'll see if it's, it might have even arrived while we've been talking because I saw like a black envelope downstairs, but I think something quite quite mild and there's actually a poodle and blonde wallpaper that I like that's got shells with flowers coming out yes. of it. Oh, yes, I've got a swatch of that. Have it's you? exquisite. Well, I thought that in here might be really nice. 100%. Yeah. 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 But I thought, because at first I was only going to do the back wall. I thought, well, I'll only no, see it when I'm leaving. So now thing. I think the whole thing. Yeah. So it's like an lovely. attic bathroom exactly. with a pitch ceiling yeah. that forms a sort of triangle. So the idea... It's a lovely space, this. I've always loved the way that it's the got shower. that sort of church it's shape. Clever, and this, But yeah. I thought that wallpaper might make this feel a bit special. This room gets neglected it's where things hang out before they go in the attic and yeah it's just not exciting but I think it, with a bit of love I love that you've got a place where things hang out before they go in the attic <laughs> don't we all have a place yeah. where things hang you out have to it's just constant like they've grown out of that right put it on there up it goes in a minute yeah yeah what I love about what you've done with this house as well is I just imagine maybe what the house opposite or next door looks like because it guarantees you won't look like this. I know. It's well, so actually, great, isn't it? when we moved in, a guy from down the road went, mm, I've seen your colours because all our paint pots were outside and he obviously was a bit like, oh, what's she doing? <laughs> oh, that's sod it. It's quite, it's quite a... Quite a subtle way to rebel, that, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah, look, I think that oh, is them. Yeah, that is them, yeah. Let's have a look. Is that the coral one? Uh, I've got two colourways to have a look at. <laughs> yeah. I've got, oh, I look, wrapped in a thinking. bow. Oh, that's sweet. The one I was thinking is that one. Oh, yeah, lovely. Oh, that'll look nice, won't yeah, it? Yeah, it'll look really super. I think that's too cold. Yeah. I think that. I'll mm. go with the... Oh, with the... I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you were here to me my desires yeah and then after that we're going to try and sort out the den a little bit I didn't show you the den did oh, I that's the other only other space we didn't look at really do you like what I did with Richard's pull up bar with the uh, floral oh is that what it is you put that pull up bar there so as a sort of joke I put wrapped around those like they're like Indian plastic flowers in a kind of it's so ugly now I've made a thing of it yeah, and then he was like I really like what bar. you've done with the pull up bar. <laughs> like, oh that's staying then is it <laughs> I haven't seen anyone use it right uh, so this is our den room we spend lots of time in here watching movies so that's a huge projector screen oh, basically cool. so at the night time we can all squidge on there and watch a movie but I, I want to get a new desk that goes the whole length here like a vintage yeah, one 
and then get all that crap sort of given it a space. And... So do you use that? Is this your desk mainly? No, Not I don't really. work. I work wherever I can. I've been writing a book over the last few months and I just sit down somewhere and then get interrupted a lot. That's yeah. kind of it. But it's all right, actually. Your hot desk. Hot desk around your own yeah, house. Hot yeah. desk, yeah. So but the new book, that's coming out in, in the October. autumn. That's, and is this an, is this is that a... spinning plates? It's, so yeah, it's, it's your... an autobiography, actually. Initially, I was approached about doing a book that would be a series of essays about whatever I fancied and... I thought I kind of feel like that's not quite. I want to actually just write about everything, so I yeah. so I did. It's really fun. I mean, Is I, it? you know, like Sophie hates writing. I've literally read none of it back. Yeah. I'm just writing it down, and then I don't really want to reread anything. So it's more like a stream of consciousness, yeah. really. It's interesting the the exposure and the and the feeling of being exposed Mm. because you know another thing like being in your home or showing people Mm. your house that can be really exposing Mm. for people, can't it? And Mm. I'm always feeling I always feel so privileged when we do this podcast and people invite us into our home and show us Mm. their kids' rooms, their ensuite. You know all these really you know these spaces that you don't open up to the Mm. public, but it. It's lovely thing to also to be able to share, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think because we haven't got a busy house here, I don't, I probably don't feel quite as concerned about that really. Because just I, I actually this house is really when we first moved. This is the biggest house I've ever lived in, and I thought I want every corner of it to have life in it. I don't want any room where it's like, oh, I never really go in there, or I don't mm. really sit there. It was really important to me that every part of the house was alive, and it's always like that. There's always people around, every door being open, shut, when you know. And so I don't really feel quite as private about it like that because the I the house has got a life of its own outside of even my experience of it and that's a good thing yeah mm, I like that well Sophie you know on that note thank you so much for inviting us into your glorious glorious <laughs> home um before you kick us out or we, <laughs> we leave we, there's one last thing we always like to ask all our guests yeah and that is what would you consider your design superpower I think, yeah, my design superpower is possibly being able to visualise what might work in a space before I've actually committed paints to wall. I'm quite good at that. I, I was joking to Richard yesterday that my brain's a bit like a computer where I sort of like click little, like, click the mouse. Like, what would it look like if the ceiling was like this? But the trouble is it means you do it all the time. <laughs> every day, in every room, all the time. That is an amazing superpower. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, you've all seen Sophie's Kitchen, but for pictures of the rest of this gorgeous home, do check out our blogs. Mine is madaboutthehouse.com and hers is sophierobinson.co.uk. There will also be pics on Instagram where I'm Sophie Robinson Interiors and she's mad about the house. And you should certainly be following Sophie herself, who is at Sophie Ellis Baxter. And of course, I want to mention Sophie's awesome podcast, Spinning Plates, of which I have been a guest. You have. Sophie, thank you so much for having us. It's been wonderful to see you all around your home. Thank you for coming. Not being too scared of the clutter. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks also to our brilliant sponsors, Harlequin, and to our producer, Kate Taylor of Feast Collective. And of course, a huge thanks to you for listening. And we'll see you in the great indoors. 